Brontosaurus. Joe and his friends will hopefully not bore us. Welcome to the Podosaurus. That's enough. It's time Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to a wonderful episode of the Podosaurus. I'm your host for this lovely episode, Ken. And with me, we have Man of the Hour, Lou. Hi. <laughs> and Timbertown. Hi. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired. I'm sorry. It's been just the worst couple. It's been since like Saturday. It's just been hell one way or another. And I'm just so tired. I'm so tired, and I have and I'm I have so much more to do this week. I had one of those moments when I came in the door, uh, not long before this podcast started, where I went to the bed, and I laid down for like five minutes, and the entire time that I was laying there, I could just feel my legs pulsing, like because I've been on my feet all day. Uh, so uh, that's where I was. I feel a little bit better now. Um, but at, in that, in that precise moment, I was just like, my God, I need to die right now. <laughs> so I think we're all on the same wavelength. So this is actually going to be a really good podcast session because we're all, we all feel each other's suffering except for the, yeah, well, the, welcome the to the, the tired old fucks podcast starring <laughs> me, tired old fuck number one. Yeah. Cut tired uh, old fuck number two. Tired old fuck number three here. No, you're number four. You're number Where's, four. Who's number three? <laughs> uh, yes. Oh god, poor fangirl. So we, we we know what's happened with with her, like us collectively. Then I messed her the other day. She's like, "So we all have fucking COVID now." I'm like, "You need oh a break. <laughs> you need a break from bad luck." That's so bad for her. So I had to send her because I've been sending her dog pictures to like cheer her up, and she's just like, "Yep, yeah, we all have COVID," and it's uh, my daughter's. Uh, I think like fifteenth birthday soon, like next week, and she's sick. And I'm like, oh my god, how does so much bad stuff keep happening on your end? I know you're getting to the point where you need to start like framing like artificial Instagram photos of rhubarb just to like make it extra cute <laughs> because the standard. Like, do you cute follow isn't her on Instagram? Uh, no, I don't have an Instagram. Okay, well, she has a TikTok, which I don't use too much because TikTok's fucking annoying. I don't have the energy for TikTok, to be honest. What? I, you were but, the biggest um, proponent of TikToking. Oh, no, no. I still time. think it's really good. I just don't have the energy for it right now, especially oh, not to okay. handle two accounts on there. So I'm like, if I can't make one for me, I definitely can't make one for her. Because, like, also, I don't follow a lot of, like, anim- like, dog channels there. So it's hard to know what you're supposed to do for, like, the, um, like the because tiktok's all about trends and what's trending and to get on that trend whereas instagram they have reels that kind of mimic that but like instagram's just like you do the thing that you do there are trends in certain things but when it comes to like animals people really just want to see pictures and videos of your dog or whatever pet you have like i follow a lady that has like 15 rats they're fucking adorable i don't even care what they're doing they're cute she was like carrying them around on her back the other day like possums it was great so, like, that's easier to do, because I'm like, look, I can put up one to three pictures a day on Instagram of, of my dog, and that's fine. And TikTok's just, like, it's more of a time sink. Yeah. my, my I still like it. My first TikTok was just my rabbit chasing after a cardboard sword. Um, it's great that mm-hmm. he does that, but I, I, I don't know. 
like do i do i do do a tea party with the thing now like what's what what does tiktok like yeah it's really hard and like sometimes you can kind of like if you get popular enough you can you know kind of set the trends a little bit or you can like you can have a little more pull with doing what you want but it's just yeah like if i'm just gonna post pictures of videos and dogs like just just look at instagram by the way i got a dog (laughs) i haven't been here since i got my dog Oh yeah, I just said Should the I word about rhubarb. Her? People were probably very confused. <laughs> yeah. I'll talk about her because I love my dog so much. Even though she's... She went from being an innocent, cute little noodle to like... I think she wants my bones. I think she wants the bones in my hands. <laughs> she wants to eat you. <laughs> yeah, like if you didn't know, dogs lick you because you have bones inside of you and they want them. Yeah. And that's very much true. Like we got a... An eight-week-old Borzoi puppy two weeks ago. She's like ten and a half weeks now almost. Or she's ten weeks old this past Sunday because we're keeping track because we're millennials in our 30s without kids. So this is what we keep, what we do. Um, she is the most adorable, beautiful little dog I've ever had. Um, and she is an absolute menace to society right now. Uh, we We don't get much sleep. <laughs> Although today she slept in like... Usually, she's ready to go at 5 a.m. 5, 5.30, she starts whimpering or something, or, you know, starts making it known that she is around and awake and ready for food and everything. And we usually have to wake up one time overnight because, like, they say every, like, every month that they're alive, it's about an hour or two that they can hold their, their bladder can hold their, their, you know, contents, that they yeah. can hold their pee. Uh, so she can go from, like, if I let her out at, like, 10 or 11, she'll sleep until about 1 or 2. Sometimes three if we're lucky. And then like today, she got let out at three. And then she slept till four to six forty. Six thirty, six forty ish. Right before I had to go to work. But yeah, so um so we get wake several times a day we get up or sometimes we could get up with her. Or or, or so several times a night. I can't even talk. That's so much sleep I've gotten. And she she we potty trained her pretty easily, all that. Um she's doing pretty good. But now she's going into raptor mode. Uh, I thought we had about a month before she started this, and it was only about a week and a half-ish, tops, before she got into there. I think it was about a week before she got into raptor mode, and she wants to chew everything. Uh, she's not teething, really. She has puppy teeth, but they learn by biting everything they can, and that usually is me. I'm trying to teach her to not bite hard, and that's really hard because she also is very determined to prove you wrong. So... That's what I've been doing. I've been my life has been revolving around this dog, and I love her. But she is she she's a noodle like she's like a noodle horse, but she's not al dente. She's all dente. She's all teeth. She's just gonna bite me. But yeah, you should follow her on on tic, on uh, Instagram at rhubarb borzoi. I will put links because she's just follow me on Twitter and you'll see it. <laughs> you'll see pictures as well. All right. That's been most of my life right now. That and I'm also helping my mom move in the oh fucking <laughs> dead heat of July. I've been say, helping her uh, pack. This ball's oh, hot, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I she bought pods because my mom's move like uh, my mom's living situation is always weird. She moves a lot and she ends up just like storing her shit and living with a family friend for a while. That's what she's doing now. But she's like, okay, I need help with this. She decided she could have moved at any time, but she just decided to do it now. Because she wanted to do it now. She couldn't wait till September when it cooled off. But she had to do it now. And we were we were like moving stuff and filling these pods in 102, 104 degree 
wet like heat. She's like, well, living here was stressing me out. I'm like, but you didn't have to move yet. <laughs> Next time, don't move in the middle of summer. So my whole day is between this dog and, and moving my mother. Nothing else. How have you guys been? <laughs> Timber went to the zoo. I did. And almost I- missed the fucking episode. <laughs> Yeah, that almost uh-huh. that almost happened because of the stupid construction on the highways. But um, yeah, so I ended up going to uh, this. The way this weekend shook out, Friday dedicated to an eight-hour stream where I walked through the entirety of World of Warcraft's vanilla zones, more or less. Saturday was the beach. It was going all the way to the opposite end of the state to swim in a lake where I got to sit for three whole hours in red flag conditions because they had a... Um, they had a what is a red flag condition? Red flag condition... Usually that's only something I hear about with dating. Yeah, red flag condition means you are literally not allowed to go in the water. Um, if you do, it usually meant swim at your own risk. Like, hey, it's really dangerous. Uh, you're going to die. Don't say we didn't means, warn you. So I don't, I don't know what it means in lake conditions or... But if if it was red flag here, that means the current and tide is so choppy that you could get swept away. Yes, that is. It means the same so thing that, here. Is that the same thing as a heat advisory? No, I mean unless you're talking about like the red, yellow, and green flag system. Do you guys have heat advisories up there? Yeah, but it's pretty rare, just because a lot of the, a lot of the time. I wonder if that's. So I wonder if that's why it's something different, because we have heat advisories, like, and once it hits, like, 90, 95, it's a heat advisory. Yeah, I mean, we like, also... We also don't have anywhere to swim, so, yeah. like, it could be that, too. Maybe. But, um... And it's ra- very rarely on fire in Missouri, so... But, n- normally, red flag conditions meant you could still swim, it's just really, really dangerous. Apparently, they instituted a new rule where they're going to... where they fine you if you violate the flag... So there were, um, there were people... I mean, they're looking, they're just looking ways to tax people, so... Right, so... So good thing you're not, not telling people that you violated it on a public forum, or, you know, a public broadcast, or people can find out about it. I didn't, I didn't really violate it, but there were... For a while there, we sat for like three hours, right, waiting for them to lift the red flag condition, and during that time... I kept watching, like, families of children go up to the water, and the children, like, you know, they'd had their feet in the water. And then this dude was just on a mission, because he would just chase down these, uh... Anybody who, who even, like, looked at the water funny, they'd be like, nope, nope, sorry, red flag condition, you can't go in the water. It's, and I remember one of them, they asked, like, well, what are we supposed to do? And he points to some playground equipment... That are, that's like up the the beach away is being like you could play on that. It's like that's not. Some of these people came from like the other side of the country for this lake. <laughs> you know, wait, wait to to your state for the Great Lakes. Yes, I I just have never heard of anyone going there. It's it's it, it. a lot of people go there, especially people from Chicago. They love coming there. Oh, well, fucking chi- fuck Chicago. <laughs> Chicagoans are idiots. I-, I don't even care. Chicago sucks. 
That is the most overrated city in the Midwest. People be like, oh, you know, want to go to a big city like Chicago. Why? The only, the only people that think Chicago is cool are people from St. Louis that don't want to like that, that think that St. Louis is too small for them. They're like, I want to move somewhere bigger like Chicago. Why? Why would anyone want to live in Chicago? That's almost as bad as living in Michigan. Wowie. Except we're closer to the lake that they go on vacation to. So, well, at least the good side of the lake. Admittedly, they have it too, but their side is full of rocks. Well, everything in Chicago sucks. Like, they can't even swim there. You can't even, like, do anything near the rivers. You look at them wrong, you're getting tetanus or something. Um, but anyway, they did eventually switch it to a yellow flag. And then we were able to, like, get in the water that was previously too dangerous to be in. Um, I'm pretty sure it was red flag conditions from the storm that had happened to that, like, way early in that morning. And then it just took them, like four hours to be like yeah i guess the storm is over now i guess we could change the flags but it was fine it was a lot of fun um we got to be in the water and then drove all the way back across the state to get home in time to then go back across to my folks to make it to a really inopportunely scheduled dentist appointment before then going the opposite side of the state for the detroit zoo before coming home and dying in my bed before being on this podcast. Um, Fun. Yeah, I'm a ghost. So this was all today? N- n- no, this was over the span of the weekend. But... <laughs> um, and then let's see. I feel like there was something else. Oh, the zoo. Yeah, the zoo. I went to the zoo in Detroit. Um <sighs> In addition to just, like, the fact that I had to go over four different highways, all of which had construction at various points, um, and it's a confusing as hell, uh, there's, there's one interchange where there's, like, all these highways meet together, and it does this thing where it's, like, left two lanes are this highway and this highway, right two lanes are this highway and this highway, and then once you take one of those highways, it then goes, okay, by the way, there's two highways here, different highways from this highway that you were just on, which one do you want? So, like, it just keeps splitting and splitting. And if you're trying to, like, guide yourself with a GPS, it is just, like, guaranteed that the GPS is not going to be able to tell you what the hell to do in time. You'll, like, be passing the first intersection, and it's, like, in point zero one miles, turn left onto... What? I, recalculating? <laughs> Jesus. Made it to the zoo. I, I love... I love... I love dealing with Google Maps. Or I love dealing with Google Maps when I was in Japan, because, like, it was like that where, like, it never knew where the fuck it was going. Yeah. Did it, did the Japanese take longer to say or something so it was like guaranteed to never No, just nothing no roads are named. Oh. <laughs> roads aren't named. They just like turn left. Where? <laughs> At what? <laughs> what street? I even asked like do you guys have street names or like we have one. What <laughs> like the main street? I'm like no, the ones in town. Like we that they're like that streets where Honda Son lives. I'm like, I don't. Is it Honda Street? <laughs> <laughs> it, yes, <laughs> he lived there no, all his life, so it is Honda Street. And they're like, right now. like which is it? This Honda Son? I know they're like, oh no, it's a different one. I'm like, okay, is it this? Like, oh no, he actually died years ago, and he doesn't live there anymore. Someone else does. Now. I'm like, then why is it where Honda Son lives if he doesn't live there anymore? <laughs> we don't want the streets to get arrogant from having a name, so we decided not to name them. No, when you get into the cities, they do. It's just out in the Enoch. They're just like, yeah, we never got that far. <laughs> yeah, if you're in the bumfuck middle of nowhere. <laughs> Sounds like work. 
Um, but yeah, it would have been probably a really cool zoo experience if not for the fact that like half of everything seemed to just not be set up or working or ready in any capacity. One of the two trains that was supposed to be running was out of commission, so there was like 40 minute waits between each of the trains, which these trains are how you'd get from like the front of the zoo to the back of the zoo, um, which by foot would take uh, like an hour to, to walk. So like you can either sit there and wait for the train for 40 minutes and then ride the train for 10 minutes and beat your walking pace by 10 minutes or just walk the zoo. So it was a lot of footwork. And from there, a lot of the exhibits were also closed. So including their like star attractions. So no polar bears, no grizzly bears, no lions. It was just like, all right, what can I see? Well, we got the penguins. Okay, cute. We have anteaters. All right, I'll admit, I've never seen anteaters at a zoo before, so these ones were pretty cool, and they were also math, like much bigger than any I've ever seen. These things looked like Timber. they were prehistoric anteaters. Um, Timber, what, 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 kind of, what kind of penguins are we talking about here? Penguins? They had a, they had a pretty good collection, so they had a couple emperor penguins. Uh, mm-hmm. They had... De- de- they had rock hoppers. They had deli penguins as well. Mm-mm-mm. Galapagos. I don't know if they had Galapagos. I didn't see those listed, but um, they were really cute, though. They, uh, I, I don't know if you've ever seen a penguin jumping, but these things have some ups. Like, yeah, I saw, I saw it at uh, the St. Louis Zoo. Okay. The little in, mm-hmm. in, in oh, did they take it when you came in town? Yeah, of course. That Luna was the most proud of that the fact that she was able to take me to the penguin exhibit. And I was oh, very Also very like our zoo is pretty good and it's free. Yeah. Like some it. people like a girlfriend Ooh. went to um San Diego and she's like they had a really good zoo. She's like, but it cost me seventy dollars to get in. I'm like, well it better fucking be nice to for seventy dollars. <laughs> San Diego yeah, is a phenomenal point, you're, zoo, you're, you're, pay, yes. you're paying for the name alone, right? So mm. I see I'm not used to things costing money like that. Like, mm. our zoo is free, our art museum is free, our history museum is free, our science center is free. Now, all of these do have attractions within that you can pay for, but, like, they're free. Our botanical garden is free, um, like, two or three days um, throughout the week, but it's, like, like five, ten bucks tops for people to go in. Um, we have, like, a couple other things. A lot of our stuff is free here. Anything in Forest Park is, like, for the most part, free. Except for, like, very small things. Like, if you want to get on, like, the swan boats, those cost money. And we even do free concerts in Shakespeare in the Park and, like, the Muni. Like, there's free free versions of everything we hear, we have here. So when people charge to do anything, I'm like, why? Why do you guys pay for that? That's How much was the Detroit Zoo? Uh, well, I think you could pay for just a regular ticket, but we got the, like, all-expenses-covered thing, which is, like, $32. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Except for the fact that you didn't see Jack shit. <laughs> yeah, so, like, that did cover my train, which, as you know, um, had problems. Um, it covered the 4D theater, which I didn't actually have time to go to. It covered the dinosaur park, so I got to see some dinosaurs. Uh, that was fun. They were It was like an outdoor exhibit where all of them were, were set up and, uh, you know, trying to do their best Jurassic shoe Park thing. Um, no shoe bill. They didn't have a shoe bill, but they did have a gigantosaur. Is it gigant or gigant? I, uh, 
I should know this because I did a top ten for Ark a long time ago, and I remember talking about it. And I pronounced Sometimes it Gigantosaur. Sometimes I forget that you play normie games. Like I always think that you play like the most weird, like ritzy, pretentious ass. shit out there. <laughs> but then you're like, oh, we're gonna play Warcraft Three, <laughs> Ark, and Smite. And you're like, what the fuck, Timber? Like one of those kind of tracks. But like, what are you doing playing Smite? You're like, you made videos about Smite on YouTube and got kind of a little popular off it. What? Yeah, <laughs> you smite. I, I, I started my life. But then as you're a also into Warzone, but at the same time, then you do like covers of original lyrics of Undertale songs on YouTube. Okay, Undertale like, is still a normie game. Let's be real. It was not at the time. It was not at the time. This is true. I, Timber, unless I play, it's not a fucking normie game. <laughs> Have Unless you played the it? three yeah. people you... that I know play... Ken plays sports. Ken yeah, plays tri- sports games. Yeah. I play sports games. Oh, I play other, like, AAA games, but I've... Unless I played and the three other friends that have no play other games play it, one of them is Mujihi, which he hasn't. It's not a mainstream game. <laughs> I, I don't know. Undertale might be one of those things where it... the The problem with Undertale is it was not a big influencer at the time when it came out and when it did gain influence it gained influence with a young crowd a very mm-hmm. like a, a, you know most it's very much like gen z the game i think younger than gen z to be honest but gen z is the ones who grew up playing that do you remember how old undertale is uh that let's see i did the video in 2015 so that would be uh 7 years now yeah <laughs> Gen Z is the ones that grew up uh, playing that game. Right. Timber, Undertale's old. It's not retro, but it's old. It's seven years old, which for indie games might as well be fucking ancient. Yep. The only, like, it's as old as, I think, Shovel Knight, which I think had like a million releases within its own game during that time period. Yeah. Ugh. It'll be really weird getting to the point where Undertale is as old from the current date as it was from, like, the things, like, Earthbound, for instance, that it was trying to basically mimic, Mm -hmm. and just being like, yeah, it is now so retro that the retro it was copying is, is, like, actually ancient history. Timber, did you play Minecraft when it came out, like in the alpha stages? Yes, I actually played it before there was even a survival mode. That was mode. in 2009. That was in 2009. Yeah. Yeah. I remember having a lot of different colors of wool, and I made... What the? I think I made Sonic. I made Sonic in that game. And then survival mode came out. Now you can just buy Sonic. Now I can just buy Sonic. Now I have the money. I don't have to keep pretending i have these video games um timber timber well they have sonic skins yeah oh yeah they made it weird because back then i was just modding that you know it was the java game so i was just like oh uh here's this skin that someone kindly pixel arted on minecraft db or whatever i'll just download that and there we go now i have a now i'm the wreck it i'm wreck it ralph uh, and, and I'll, I'll go around like that for a bit or, um, or, Hey, they introduced this mod that allows you to strip mine the entirety of the, the map by just pushing a button. And there you go. Now you've created, uh, the grand Canyon with explosions. Um, those were fun. 
there, there was a lot of fun, weird stuff. But I feel like I, I got a little off track here. Basically, the zoo, is, most the zoo is good. If you played Planet Zoo, you know what the Detroit Zoo is because it's, the, it's designed basically like the first um, tutorial mission in that game. Where it's like everything has this weird like green bronze tinge to it. And there's definitely some royalty-free, happy, ambiguously exotic music playing at the front entrance as you're buying your tickets. So that you know that you're about to have a fun time at the zoo, but not so fun that it breaches the the realm of copyright. Um, and then... Yeah. That's what I did. I feel like I went on for a really long time. How about you, Ken? You did. You did. Yeah? You can come back oh. now. You can come back now. It's your turn. Huh? <laughs> huh? By the way, Timber, did you watch that video I posted? Or sent I, you? I, I didn't have a chance to. Um, you, do you keep trying to get him to watch those Kingdom Hearts like level one challenges? Yeah. <laughs> it's I, an I, hour and a half long, and it's it's fucking amazing. Like I, he beats the original game. The original game, the game portion and storyline for the level one run can be beaten within 20 minutes into that video, and everything else is trying to complete Jiminy's journal. <laughs> oh, man. You know, this actually threw me off for a second because I'm guessing you borrowed this from his actual like Twitter post, but looking at it now, I was like, oh my god, Ken, you did a level one of Kingdom Hearts 2 and you're monetizing it on YouTube? Congrats. <laughs> How the hell would I be monetizing it? I'd be getting copyright strike right away. Apparently he was in copyright strike hell for like 30 days because of that video. It does not surprise me. It's Disney. But, uh, yeah, I do I do have to watch that, but I don't think I ever actually finished watching his... Or did, no, I did finish watching his level one run of the first game, so I should watch this one. Eventually. Oh, sorry, there. There, there. yes, one. there. So, they're also going to make another video saying, which I just posted in general. Oh, can you? Which might be pertinent, per, pertinent to Yukio as well. Hmm. I mean, how would you even go about that without? Like, it says, "Can you beat Sonic the Hedgehog 2 without pressing right or left?" No, I've also never beaten any of the old Sonic the Hedgehog games. I've never beaten a single 2D Sonic the Hedgehog game except for Sonic Mania. And I did that in crowd control, so it doesn't count. <laughs> oh, so that was... I'm a fraud of a Sonic fan. <laughs> but crowd control made it harder, I... though. I literally reset you uh, after you beat times, a boss. But it, also, it also skips some sections I learned after a while. There's, I think, a couple levels it just removes. Uh... But I'm also a much bigger fan of 3D Sonic. Yeah. Is 3D Sonic's better? Sonic Heroes? <laughs> Sonic Heroes is not a bad game. It is the best one. What you talking about? People Unleash. like to shit on Sonic games, but like, even Unleashed isn't bad unless you're playing yeah. the PS2 version. Yeah. Like, the thing is, like, I will always die on this hill. The people, I don't know what people are expecting of Sonic. Like, I really don't. Like, they expect it to be exactly how they remember it as a kid, but like, if you go back, a lot of them hold up to us. They do not hold up to a lot of younger people. Whereas, like, the 3D games, like, even on some of them, like Sonic Adventure and 1 and 2, kind of suck. They're fine, but they kind of suck. But I like all the different ones. 
I don't want to get in this. I don't want to get in this topic. Someone please get off me on this topic. I don't want to do this today. We have we have a time limit. The time is eight fifty one p.m. Coast time. No, yeah, it is actually. It is. You're right. <laughs> I thought I was like, no, wait, never mind. No, right. impossible. <laughs> <in> mine. <laughs> How did he know? <laughs> it's um, not for me, but yeah, for you guys, uh, it is. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not afraid to go into the big thing that I did on Friday, um, which was for that. Um, I didn't even finish what I was talking about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> go, 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 go ahead and finish, Ken. <laughs> no, 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 Timber. It's no, fine. okay, go. Ken. You went. You went from Kingdom Hearts two challenge runs to Sonic the Hedgehog two challenge run. So, what's next? Just go, Timber. Talk about your goddamn life partner. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, all right. Says you insist, Ken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we. I, I did. I did the uh, charity stream for uh, Flights for Human Rights on Friday, which was uh, good fun. And uh, the the whole thing that I did was basically walk across um, the vanilla areas of wow world of warcraft as a level one undead to try and meet uh reach northrend uh while also offering control to the audience so that they could do things like if they donate they can help me get there faster by like letting me actually use a flight path or they could donate to hinder that and literally send me into like some adjacent zone that's not really related um and i'd also talked to myself for the entire challenge to not ever use the map which meant that I did spend, I think, at least a good two hours of those eight hours going the wrong way. <laughs> um, in fact, very early on, uh, as I was leaving <laughs> Tirisfall Glades, I came to a crossroads where it was a choice. I can either go to Silver Pine Forest or I can go to the Plaguelands. And I do not know why, but in my mind, Hillsbred Foothills connects to the Plaguelands. So I went left. And that ended up being... That's, that's ridiculous that you would even think that. I know, it's impossible. Right? It's impo- why, why would I... Yeah, it's so, that's, so, that's so weird. I know. So I ended up going through both the eastern and western Plaguelands before getting all the way to um, Light's Hope Chapel, which is where Uther the Lightbringer is buried. Uh, there isn't, uh, there isn't any, uh, anything else there. That is, that is the dead end of, of the map. So... I, I had a, a generous donor at that point who helped uh, let me use a flight path to get back to Turf Small Glades and basically undo the first hour of that stream so we could actually go the correct direction. Nice. But um, Proud of you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had a buddy called Darnell with us for most of it. Um, the whole way Darnell works is when you first start an undead, you talk to this this guy that's there and he's like go into the crypt and get me some embalming fluid darnell will help you find it and then darnell shows up and he's like hey come on let's go let's go in the thing uh if you don't he despawns then he respawns and then he just follows you silently forever uh so (laughs) so i just had darnell walking alongside me um for hours on this trek across Azeroth in zones that he had no business being in. Um, it'd be cool to say that everybody else could see this happening, but unfortunately he's like an instance thing. So no other players could see him except mm-hmm. the people that were watching the stream, but Darnell was there 
in spirit to to people who don't matter and to the people that do matter the ones that were watching they they knew of darnell they they were aware of him cognizant until the moment that he met his death at the hands of the mountaineers of ironforge um and then i could no longer have him because while he would still follow me if i was in tears fall glades uh, i wasn't about to go back there and do the walk again not unless i got some massive donation to do it which didn't happen so we kept going and um yeah, I don't know. It was really fun. I was kind of surprised. Uh, I remember Kixari messaged something to the effect of um, there's more people watching you walk across Azeroth than on a typical stream. <laughs> it's like, great. Kixari always knows how to, to um, lift your spirits. I know. It's that, uh, <laughs> that tenacious uh, Dutch hospitality there. Uh, uh, during that stream, did Seabass uh, come by and start talking to you ad nauseum about Elden Ring? Um, I wouldn't describe it as ad nauseum, but he did talk about Elden Ring, yeah. <laughs> okay, because... Uh, Okay, because I forgot who it was. It wasn't it was you, Ken, was it? It was me. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I got a message, and they're like, oh my god, Seabass showed up and just will not shut the fuck up about Elden Ring. <laughs> I'm like, get that Seabass. He really likes Souls games. Yeah, I, I called him out on it because I was that- like, he, I think he said something effective like, man, I just spent w- so much time in Elden Ring. Oh my god, so much time. And I was like, well, you are like the Dark Souls guy, aren't you? And he just posted something in italics of like, looks at cabinet of like a billion Dark Souls figurines. He's like, maybe. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> there, there are two series Seabass can talk to you to death about. But by the way, if anyone doesn't know, Seabass is one of my regulars who's been around since like I've been streaming. So like past four years. Uh, one of them is Dark Souls or anything related to Souls. He will talk your ear off about them. The other one's uh, Kirby. He can do Pokemon as well, but it's just, I like the juxtaposition of Dark Souls lore and Kirby, because those are like two big ones he knows. Everyone knows about Pokemon, so that's like, I feel not special. I know. It, it's kind of amazing. I, I wonder what would happen if there was ever a mod that got put out there that would like fuse these two loves together, where you can go and fight the Curb Souls, the all consuming one, and it's just you. I mean, we got we got the last of, of uh, Corb. Not that long ago, so who knows anymore. Yeah. Although if he is super into Kirby, he has yet to mention the the Kirby, the newest Kirby, Forgotten Realms, the the Super Mario oh, Odyssey that bought, is... He already bought 100% of it and everything. We've already heard gotcha. it. Gotcha. Ken, what have you been doing before we, like, go off anymore on tangents over here? <laughs> I haven't seen you guys, like, for, like, a month, so... Yeah, so... I've been playing more Fire Emblem Three Three Hopes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm am not, not even half. Oh well, I think I just got through the halfway point. I just started Act Two, which I guess is like another like two years in time in, in their game, and I'm about fifty hours in, <laughs> and the the average game time for this game is like sixty hours. And I'm like nowhere how, near that. <laughs> how divergent has it gotten from the original story? It got really, really divergent. So, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know if you talk to your girlfriend about this, <laughs> but like for for example, the Death Rider isn't even in, like, the character of Death Rider isn't introduced mm-hmm. in game. His real per, his real 
character or the person that plays the Death Rider is in the game, but he has no need to be the Death Rider in game. Mm. Uh, there are also things that happen in game that I didn't think was going to happen. Like there, apparently, like you can get all the other members from certain the other houses to join your mm-hmm. side. So you can have like a full roster. This this is another reason why the game is taking so fucking long. Is because almost every chapter in that game you can get one to two other additional characters, and I've, I've been power leveling them up as well. Can you like replay a chapter so you can get the other ca- the other characters well if you missed one or something? Or um, if you if you end up just playing all the side quests, mm-hmm. like all all pretty much all of everything, you can get all the 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 characters. You do, there isn't oh, okay. a unnecessarily thing of you missing it. I mean, if you just go straight towards the story beats, you'll probably end up killing one or two of them in in, in tandem. Okay. But if you just do everything like fill the board and to, to the story beats, you'll be able to get everyone that I've mm-hmm. at, at least at the point that I'm at in the game. I was able to get everyone without sacrificing anything. Okay, girlfriend so, wants to get that at some point, but she in between getting the dog, she just completed Dragon Age Inquisition the DLC, so she hasn't had the time. But I think mm-hmm. she'll end up enjoying what they did with it. Yeah, and they do a lot of character beats and character moments that probably really pays off. Like, for example, I didn't know that one of the characters is related to the person that plays the Death Rider in the other houses, Mm -hmm. and you're able to get them, recruit them. And I'm guessing there are story beats that will play off if you pair them off together and see what happens. Gotcha. So... Like there's other like character story beats that I never knew happened because I never played any of the other houses as well. Gotcha. Which so one did you do? Did you do Black Eagles or? Yeah, I've only done Black Eagles. I have to go back and play the rest of them because I kind of want to see the descent to madness, how everyone else does. Um. So also, what's his name? Dimitri. Dimitri doesn't. Mm-hmm. He never lost his eye yet, and the time jump happened. Hmm. So he doesn't he doesn't have his eye patch or anything like that, and he's so firmly with the church and stuff like that. Apparently, he's like the major bad as of right now. Um, I've met Edelgard, or not Edelgard, um, Byleth a handful of times mm-hmm. in game, and I guess without any interruptions with that, he'll he or she will find the their eternal power or the power up that he gets from the sword, regardless throughout the. The story so it's very interesting to kind of see how divergent the timeline has become now mm-hmm. so there are still character beats that relate to what happens in three houses so if like certain characters pair off together you can still see a simulation of what was originally happening in three houses and three hopes like they link that story together saying like no matter what this person if you paired them off together something similar along those lines will happen. So, it's also very interesting, too, because you get to see certain characters, how they pair off for towards the war, because there's so mm-hmm. many, like, families and stuff like that intergrained without the, in the story that you don't really necessarily touch on in the original game, but you touch on here. So, like, for example, mm-hmm. one of the characters' parents is in the war and he gets surrounded and the character that is in black eagles character is like 
has a grudge against that family because of just what everything happening overall b- beforehand b- before the war so she's like kind of a- apathetic of him getting captured and stuff like that like oh if he dies he dies kind of thing <laughs> you can kind of dig a little deeper about that if you want to which i really really appreciated so if you're really into three houses three hopes is really good like really really good in terms mm-hmm. of character beats and stuff like that so i really appreciate it um granted you will have to play a lot, a lot of Muso to kind of get those character beats off because you got to pair them together and stuff like that. So mm. once again, if you're not used to that style or turned off by that style, I can see Three Hoes being a little bit meh. But I'm so surprised they're going this whole route of like doing like spinoffs of their popular franchises as uh, Muso games. I'm just like waiting for. There's a couple other ones I'm like waiting for them to do that with. But I'm like, it's just interesting that like that's been like such a big trend lately. Is you either you the always the there's always the one thing of having a fighting game, but now it's like a Muso game, and like they're actually staying good, or like you know a lot more interesting than they used to be. It's just kind of interesting that like like because even Persona did it. Persona's yeah. sequel is a Muso game. Yep. What's what's interesting is though, like how they've been doing it with nintendo is they do mm. a pretty much an anniversary i'm doing quotes here an anniversary like game where they have pick and choose specific game or games from a series from the games and stuff like that and put those characters in and kind of like see all the timelines interweave and stuff like that and then mm-hmm. they do a focus era game because they've done this again because like how they did with hyrule warriors because they did hyrule but... warriors age of calamity then they did fire emblem heroes and three hopes now yeah so it's very interesting that they did that way i'm pretty sure unfortunately they don't have another ip that they could possibly do this with i mean maybe xenoblade but i don't think yeah see xenoblade i don't think is big enough to do that yeah and it's already kind of an action game anyway so it would be kind of weird to just take out what they like it would just be a weird step it would be like it it just i don't think it would work It would not at least in a good way, and like the f- thing is, they like Monolith would just make a sequel, yeah, to their games like they already do, or a prequel like they did with Torna. Um, I could see eventually them having maybe a fun Mario game like that. That'd be I could see that, but it might, but it might just end up feeling like a Smash Brothers Moso. Yeah, because I th- I feel like it would, but th- with Mario they're doing rabbits, so Mario has its weird off being the XCOM rabbits games. But like every franchise is seemingly getting like a weird spin-off now that's yeah. not made by the main by Nintendo but goes into a different genre completely from what you're used to. Mm-hmm. And speak speaking of weird things, um I, I know I didn't initially talk about this in our um in our pre pre game talk here. Mm-hmm. But have you guys seen the near automata news that's been going on right the now? Secret? Oh, the, um, the secret room that people found? Yeah. Yeah, it seems really interesting, and at the same time, I, I haven't seen anything conclusive to say whether or not that was actually real or not. Sounds like a lot of people are I, saying it was so modded. The The thing with Automata is they it's not really open to modding yet. Like, they have not figured out how to mod it. They've done some texture mods, but from what I've read from people very familiar with the game, they're like, it is too detailed to be a mod or unless someone out there knows how to mod the game and is hiding it from everyone else like and it's that, there's 
there's no big mods like that that add in levels and stuff like that. It's it was just like very surface level. Yeah. Okay. Also, a lot of people also think that this is just Yoko Taro just fucking pulling a fast one on everyone mm-hmm. because he's been known to do that. <laughs> I'm yeah. See, it's hard whenever it comes to a Yoko Taro property. Like, is it an elaborate ruse or not? Alright. I know, because that's another thing, is that a lot of people were like, not only did this secret happen, but then people cannot reproduce it. Like, it's just this one mm-hmm. person who, like, yeah, d- uh, did no one else see this? And it's like, no. The fuck are you, what the fuck are you on, man? <laughs> like, that's not a thing. Uh. So, overall, it's a very interesting thing that is going on right now, and... If it ends up probably being a story beat that leads into a sequel, I'm pretty sure Yokotaro has some hand involved with it. But yeah, I just wanted to. Yeah, that's a weird one. It's definitely, it's definitely something like keep an eye on because it's like a Near Automata did so well, and I think Replicant did decently well as well. So like, there's going to be a follow up at some point, most likely. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But that's pretty much it on my end. Oh. I've I've I never got to a, a chance to talk to you properly about this. I think this will just be a me and Kyo talk here. But have you seen the news and things about geese? Like Honk the animal? <laughs> no, common no, rider. Common rider. Oh, geese. Okay, I was like I mean, what about the what what happened about <laughs> what, the geese? What, what happened to geese? Goose game 2? <laughs> <laughs> I take it. So Geats, I um, I've only seen a little bit of it. I don't. I still don't understand what that name is. Like, what the fuck does Geats mean? I have no idea. I'm ready. I'm ready for the, uh, you know, the secondary rider Yeats. So, I hope if it's Yeats, I'll be so happy. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking lose my mind. <laughs> the fact that it's based off Battle Royale, like video games, are as influenced by that is really funny to me. Yeah. So like all all the stuff that they've uh, released, it seems like BR. So. Oh, like the the characters within a VR world. Yeah. So. It seems like. I'm pretty sure, so, like, the, the belt, the driver is called the Desire Belt, or the Desire Driver. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure they fight to have control of that belt, and the belt corrupts mm-hmm. the user. Do you and... think this is going to be something where, like, eventually it's going to pull an Akiva Ranger and they're going to be in the real world? Maybe. Maybe. I think that's also another thing to kind of keep an eye on as well. I also think that... Because if it is in a uh, VR world, then it would definitely have to be. Yeah. Eventually, because they'd have to get that character out of that world to be important. I also... I think that they're going to do, like, battles like how they did with Ryuki and Mirror Worlds. Mm. So that they don't necessarily interact with the real world as of right now. So... But it's... It's interesting. Also, the fact that it's it's an actual-looking gun in... in in the writers, so <laughs> yeah, that like that literally is like a scoped pistol. I'm like yes. looking at a picture right now. Timber, do you want to see what this looks like? I know you don't give a shit, but pictures are nice. The... 
Here you go. This is this is the this is what Geets looks like. This will probably be the image for the Geets episode. So yeah, it has the like um, Kitsune look to it, like the fox look. Yeah, which is a tri- it's supposed to be the trickster anyway. So I'm wondering where they're going. They've been going with a lot more evil looking like designs for um, the main writers lately. Yeah. What's well, also very like even interesting as like well. Revice was like really like that too. Yeah. What's well, also interesting as well because of the fact that they're doing a kitsune and ninja look or ninja looking kind of thing here. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's going to somehow tie in with Shinobi, which is supposed to be the writer of if, this he- if, year. If they brought Shinobi and they have like I know everyone wants it and they even did a little thing but like they have to just bring Shinobi in, give him a new suit, call an alternate timeline, whatever. Yeah. If he's the secondary writer, I'm gonna laugh. Oh, if he's the secondary writer, I'm gonna freaking lose my shit. <laughs> if they do it, or even make him like a Kuga secondary, like from Decay, that would be fine too. Yeah. So they don't necessarily need the original guy; they just have the suit there. It seems like they are gonna do like multiple writers. So I wouldn't be surprised if mm-hmm. if they were to include Shinobi, they would have his design as one of the writers, the extra writers I'm, in the series. Plus, like, the scarf on this guy is kind of really tipping off that they might do it, because Shinobi had a scarf, too. Yeah. So, everyone everyone kept on thinking that they were going to do a ninja type of thing. So, mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, he's Kitsune and has a scarf and stuff like that, they could have it just have him be the first, the first writer that's there and then have him mm-hmm. get killed off. Another thing that I've, I also wouldn't mind happening in the series if they just introduce writers that actually pass away that don't show up. I know that might not happen because toys and sales because they want to get mm-hmm. the designs off, but they need to they need to have a way to do with this particular series of writers now because Reiwa has been kind of mm, all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. They haven't done the uh, major thing of, hey, we're going to kill a bunch of writers off because <laughs> they're too scared to get rid of the designs and the toy sales. I will say I really enjoyed the suits from this this era, though. They've had some really good fucking suits. Yeah. Yeah. That That's for darn sure. Good suits. But, uh, yeah, I just want to talk about that before we kind of go into anything else. Sick. Okay, Timber, you can talk, talk <laughs> about your thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been playing a lot of Warcraft. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, I know I've been kind of I come by every so often and see that. Yeah. Um, also, I didn't I didn't know you were gonna stream that long for the charity stream because then I walked away <laughs> and came back and I was like, oh, you're still on. <laughs> yeah, there there were some really fun moments in that stream that that I I really want to just have flagged uh, especially the um around booty bay i don't know if if you were watching but there was a particularly interesting moment where i needed to take the boat from booty bay to get to kalimdor so i hop on the boat and the map comes up to load the eastern kingdoms and then it's showing the little the little thing that that goes like all right you're you're on the boat and here's your little red arrow pointing to where you're going to be and it just kind of stays like that for several minutes to the point where people that were watching started chatting and being like, so these load times, eh? And I was like, yeah, it's taking a minute. This is weird. Well, it's at that moment that the uh, 
the little map flashes away and then flashes back on screen. And I, I, I notice that it's now showing the path coming from where I meant to go back towards where I had come from. <laughs> and I was like, did I just sit in that load screen for so long that the boat had since arrived and then departed from the dock I was trying to go to? Um, <laughs> so I was just sitting there through a second load screen before the game then freaked out, actually loaded me at the correct dock, and I was just like, all right, all right, I'm done. I'm off the boat. We're getting off this boat. So I hop off, and uh, I'm telling people maybe we shouldn't ride that boat ever again. I turn back, and I look, and what I see is the boat suddenly vanish, and every NPC that was on it just floating in midair. <laughs> I was like, um... I don't think this game was designed to be walked through for eight hours, is what I'm gathering. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's a memory leak or something, but it, it was just... That was the most broken ride also, that I ever took in that game. Um, also, I didn't know that you, were, you weren't you were in Classic. I, you were in the regular one, so that was really funny when you went to that bridge and it was just broken. Yeah, and it kind of surprised me too because my last experiences with the game were mostly pre-Cata, so... I was kind of experiencing some of the changes for the first time, so I was just like, oh, oh, this is broken, okay. Or um, discovering that I actually could go through the black gate that you apparently needed a key for at some point, or um, or the moment in Stranglethorn Vale where all of a sudden there's a whirlpool blocking the normal trail to Booty Bay, and I had to like circumnavigate this giant, I, I don't know, maelstrom... Um, while getting sniped from the side by a random warlock miner that just saw me and, and chased like, me down. did they mine stuff, or were they under the age of 18? Um, it's hard to gauge the age of a dwarf, but I would say probably... They're probably 18, exactly, <laughs> with a beard, full length, um, sniping me with an imp, and uh, doing this thing where they went up a 180 degree angle slope, sorry, what? 90 degree angle slope, and uh, and then just ran right back over it as soon as they finished killing me. So, good times uh, overall. The walk was um, surprisingly engaging for people. It is a little weird going back to the VOD, and as I click through it, <laughs> seeing my character doing the exact same thing but with a slightly different background every hour <laughs> where it's just like yep it's still an undead like dude with with scraggly hair walking but this one's in a dark wooded area and this one's in a jungle and now ooh now we're in a desert ooh it's it's a little different now yep this one is underwater yeah okay cool like i don't know it was just it was like I was watching a montage of, of, of like, Odysseus completing his voyage, but, but it was just the same thing every time. Uh, I don't know. I'm so proud of you with that. It was... I love that for you. Yeah, it was great. It was good. It kind of reminded me of when we did the Witcher uh, picnic spots thing from like oh god the fucking thing <laughs> it was a no no okay so i completely forgot you were doing a charity stream and i'm just like fuck why the fuck is timber on <laughs> you know me being the great person one who is like you know 
pretty close friends bffs with the person running the charity for the weekend the charity event for the weekend two knowing you for a long time and knowing you were taking part of it and three being the leader of the team that you're on that i introduced everyone in the team to the event when on the for the days didn't know so i get there like shit timbers i get there i'm like oh yeah you're doing a charity but hey everyone timbers, timbers doing a charity event and then i see what you're doing i'm like isn't if this isn't the most timber taff fucking thing to do for a special <laughs> event i don't know what is most people are like hey i'm gonna play a special game and do weird things stuff like that then i get to you and timber's like we're gonna shamble across the land of world of warcraft in first person as a zombie <laughs> to raise money <laughs> for people in need yeah yeah it was um i don't I, it, <laughs> I don't know what happened but even like i just heard alchemy fox be like i'm gonna leave <laughs> I don't know if she was if she was there. She's like, yeah, I'm not gonna do this anymore. No, she had to go to work. Is why she left. But I know. It's just, it, it, I didn't know why she left, but it just seemed like she's like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not into this. I'm done. No, she she was having a good time with it, honestly. But um, but she was also playing the role of the meat bag that um just attracts things away from me so that I don't die every five steps. Um, mm. so that was nice of her. Um, it meant that she died instead, but it was nice of her. Um, but I, I, I don't know. The idea basically spawned from the fact that I knew that the game had flight paths and I really wanted to have the mechanic of like, if people give money to this charity that funds people's ability to fly out to get abortions and, and perform, um, mm-hmm. human affirmative care, then it also translates to me being able to fly in game and and like get this this objective done slightly quicker. Um, most of the time, people were actually donating to positively help me move along rather than to negatively uh, take me the wrong direction. And the closest that somebody wanted to get to like doing a bad thing was, you know, Seabass threw one out there just to be like, "You're going to walk back route for the rest of the zone." And it's like, oh, okay. And I was like. Not that bad, but I gave yeah, the which, the door which, was which open. Which ended up killing you. <laughs> which did well. I don't think not. I don't think not seeing got me killed because there was really no avoiding the uh, the the layout of the dudes there. I think that was a lost cause going through that. But I think you tunnel. could have been able to run out of the way compared to you walking backwards. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe Darnell could have distracted them a bit better, um, and I could have gotten away. But yeah. um. But I was just so distraught that Darnell was dying. Yeah. The last thing I'll say is about anything else. The, the last thing I'll say about the Warcraft stuff is just um, I'm pretty deep in it right now. I'm trying to get through the the remainder of the base Reign of Chaos Warcraft three, and then go into Wrath of the Lich King. Uh, sorry, not that. The other thing, Frozen Throne. <laughs> However, I was gonna say Frozen um, Frozen Throne. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm. I'm enjoying my time with it. I never did play through these campaigns, and I'm finding them a lot easier than I used to, probably because I'm more proficient at RTS games than I used to be. Um, so, like, I'm getting through old, it okay. We're old people now, instead of just yeah. young children that mm-hmm. don't know what the fuck they're doing. Instead of dumb children, yeah. Like, I actually build multiple barracks, and I know how to not just sit there, slack-jawed, watching the fighting happen, and being like, ooh. <laughs> but... Uh, I am excited because I'm kind of getting into the lore, and I saw the announcement that Wrath of the Lich King Classic is coming out on September 26th, which is the one expansion I actually played. That's when I first tried the game ages ago. Um, And so, I don't know. Maybe that's a thing I'll be doing. 
when that comes out to, to experience the game the way that it used to be for two weeks before I realized that I would rather just play the the way it is now because it levels up way too slow. <laughs> but I'll still check it out. There, I said my piece. Warcraft has been my thing for like the past month, so I I, I had no choice. This is what this is what I have to talk about because it's what I did. I mean, I get it. My whole thing for like two months or so was playing through Star Ocean, and I just finally finished the fourth one, and I'm not playing the fifth one anytime soon. So, like, I get it. That's all I had to talk about for like the past two three months. <laughs> <laughs> but arguably, Star Ocean's better than Warcraft. Um, yeah, just saying. So, wow. like. Wow, there's the. I mean, it is. It, I mean, it depends. If the we're only talking people that like Warcraft, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, if we're talking about World of Warcraft, um, yeah, I'm not gonna argue that. <laughs> but if we're talking about the, like, the original RTS games where a lot of the lore kind of first spawned from, I think that the writing in those is extremely good. It's just too bad that WoW doesn't deliver its story in what I consider a very effective manner. Like, it's so scattered mm-hmm. that even though there's some good stuff in there, you're kind of, I don't know, you're, you're almost, like, retroactively learning what the world is um, once you've gone through it all. And then you're like, oh, that's why I killed 50 bears over there. It was to fund the war mm. effort that was in this continent 50 light years away. Okay. But, like, in the moment, you were just getting 50 bear butts. So the the actual video game that you're playing isn't exactly all that engaging at least it it wasn't in the original few expansions honestly it sounds like it got a lot better after i quit (laughs) so there's that but what were you gonna say about star ocean though oh i was just gonna say that warcraft sucks and the people that like it suck too wow but star ocean (laughs) was fun i finished the fourth one recently which is the most anime one that game broke my heart are any of you going to play Star Ocean 4? No, not anytime soon. By the time I probably do get around playing Star Ocean 4, I'll probably forget this conversation happened. I'll say slight spoilers. If anyone watches me, you've probably seen it, but um, just slight spoilers for Star Ocean 4. If you don't, don't want to hear it, just skip forward like a minute. Like They took my favorite character in the game who I thought was carrying on the plot on their back, like par- carrying the story, carrying my interest in the game. And I, I didn't play as them because I just, they had a, an archer who, they, they had a female archer where we only could see like the, like the Zetai Yoiki, like this, that, that that's all you could really see on her body. Like that was like her fully clothed, except for like where her boots to her miniskirt were. So I'm like, obviously I'm playing as this character. It's just, they want you to be horny in this game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go that route. Plus, it's an archer. You have to be. So, <laughs> I didn't play as the other one, but eventually they take that character away, replace him with this edge lord, and then that character becomes the main villain. <laughs> and out of and it, and it feels like out of nowhere because like you see them having things like oh red eyes and like oh they they seem there's something going on with them, but then they like don't show that part like from there where they like leave to the part where they become the bad guy they it just feels like an entire arc is missing of their descent into madness and just more stuff happening so it's like some people are like well they kind of said it earlier on in the game you kind of could tell them like i didn't because i felt like that could have been anything when you see a character's like eyes are flashing red and 
you know like they're starting to have like after having like a pretty even keel and like logical demeanor the entire game all of a sudden go complete flip the switch the other way it doesn't it doesn't seem like that should happen and the only clue you get is if you happen to know that their last name is a reference to a fallen angel in christian mythology <laughs> that's the only way you would know but everyone in star ocean has nonsense names how it with with in a game with a character named edge maverick do you think i'm paying attention to the meaning of anyone's names anymore no <laughs> absolutely not why would i why would i pay attention to that part and that's the only way you would know i thought it was just a dumb space name i thought it was a dumb star ocean dumb name space name like, Lucifer. Lucifer. god <laughs> But it was, like, something like that. And, like, they do that stuff a lot, but it doesn't, like, Star Ocean, it's just like any Japanese RPG where they, like, pull stuff from Christian mythology or, like, um, you know, stuff, different things like that. Like, different names or references. But they don't always are, they're not always analogs to who they're named after. So, like, why why would I even think that was a, a reason? And most people, no one gave me that as the reason behind it. They're like, oh, you just kind of knew. No, you didn't. My reason of understanding why it would be, none of you have said... <laughs> I'm still mad. Anyway, I still have Star Ocean 5 to get through, but that's the one no one likes, and I, I'm i just not ready to stream that one. <laughs> I'm not ready to play that one. It doesn't have cutscenes in it. Evil Limla Lemuri Fee. What? Sure. I don't know. Um, what? I will were say... You, were you speaking in tongues, Timber? <laughs> no, I was just reading one of the character names, or uh, supposedly a character. Limmel? Is that, is that how it's pronounced? Lemmel? L-Y-M-L-E? Yeah, Limmel? yeah, Limmel. Yeah, they call her Lim most of the time. The main the main villain. <laughs> I mean, no. It sucks, because <laughs> she, she ends everything with K? She kind of talks like this, K? Oh, is she supposed she to be Okinawan? she ends almost every sentence like that. Try to be what? Is she supposed to be Okinawan? No. Oh, okay. She's just... It's just just annoying. What the, what the hell tr- is that? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just generally in anime when they're trying to have a character be like from the Okinawa era uh, area and they dub it, they'll always dub it as like either either southern or uh, kind of like Hawaiian? slow drawly. No, that's Osaka. Osaka, Jesus Christ! They do that. Yeah, it's Osaka, not Okinawan. Sorry. No, if they would, if they would do Okinawan, they would probably <laughs> yeah, do Hawaiians. <laughs> They'll just put Hawaii. <laughs> um, but no, but she ends up becoming like one of the most important characters narratively because she's the one that notices. She she knew the whole time something was wrong. Like, what the fuck? Why are the two char- Why is the character I don't want to pay attention to the one that's most important? Uh, they have a character with all the focuses on her thighs, and they have this like, w- like sorceress type character who has like the most ridiculous booba jiggle going on. It's like haunting ground level booba jiggle, hmm. but like with a boob window. It's on, uh, calling it a boob window is being very reserved about what it is. She's pretty much out the whole time. Looking at the art style of this game, it really. A lot of it looks very Xenosaga y to me. Yeah. Like it's in space. You got the blonde version of Alan. Um, but, but the thing is, like, Xenosaga 
and like Star Ocean Three came out very close to each other, mm. very similar time periods. I think like m- maybe max a year in between each other. Um, so like Star Ocean was already going for that art style gotcha. on its own. Yeah, because you got a girl here who's basically Xenosaga, however, Shion diva. I was I played a little bit of Xenosaga. I played like half of that game. That's a boring game. That is a very boring game. I. It's not that the story's bad or anything. It's just it took me twenty hours for me to even get to the problem with that game is you know how like i find these this type of character annoying at times but you know how they always have to have a character where they explain what's going on to sometimes they overdo it but there's always someone that is the self-insert for the yeah, character for the like Utic the player guy right so they're like yeah xenosaga doesn't have one of those everyone just always seems to know seems to understand the universe already so you just always feel left out they'll be like oh yeah that's the guys from this company. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, I know that company. What, I don't. Who is it? What is this thing? Like, what what are these? What what are we doing? I I don't know. I like, I, I, pre- I, I got... appreciated that it didn't go into too much detail because it was like, okay, yep, big space bad organization. No, that game need. No, that game needs it. That game fucking needs to explain. In the first twenty hours of that game, you don't know what the fuck is going on. And not in, like, the type of where you're like, oh, you know, I don't know the main plot yet, but I'm enjoying the characters. You don't know shit. You don't know jack yeah, shit. They, they basically don't explain anything and, until Gain and Kukai, uh, where, at which point they're like, yeah. oh, here's this organization that knows things, and they know things about these other organizations, so now we're being and, filled in. In the entire time during this game, it is dead silence. For the most part, there is music and cutscenes sometimes. Uh, every once in a while, there is a big, like, Gnosis, Gnosis are, like, the big, bad, like, faceless enemies. When they attack, sometimes there is a song. But for the most part, you are told, you need to go from A to B, but you don't know where that is, because the mini-map is actually just a radar, and doesn't show you the outline of the ship, and there is no map. So you are wandering in in like this void of no like no songs no music the footsteps of Shion are the only things you hear in addition to or like cosmos or space or station noise whoever your party leader is <laughs> yeah wh- whoever you're playing as but you just hear fa- you just hear footsteps and like air conditioners and you're running through an area oh, where there's so, no sound so peaceful, no music though. and the thing is when it does have no, music it's stressful it's stressful when it does have it's music so it's so for, good yeah, when the music's there, it's good. But this is very stressful for a person like me. If there's dead silence for too long, I get so anxious. And I was anxious the entire time I played this game. It just, it was just the type of anxiety where it's just like a pit in my chest. And I'm just like, someone fucking makes some noise. I just started playing music during, the, I never do that. I started playing the um the navigator like your pda thing i started oh, playing yeah. that theme for a long time then i got burned out on that so then i pulled up the fantasy star online soundtrack and played that and i was just like i am so stressed out by the lack of sound in this game and it's an intentional design to make you feel the emptiness of space but the problem is that's fucking boring and, and annoying just give me music. That's it's such a give me mu- just give me music. Give me music, please. <laughs> Interesting. It only works if it only works if you do no music, if there's more environmental sounds. There are none. Like have have like the like in like indistinct chatter of other people on the ship. Have just like other spaceship noises going on. Nothing ever happens though. Nothing goes on. And the battles 
the battle system's not bad, but it's slow. You'll see the same fucking animation like 50 times in a battle. And it's just, I, I can understand at the time this came out that people really liked it because it was different. It was kind of like when, for me, it feels like it could have been like when Metal Gear Solid came out and people were like, oh shit, games can be like this. And for me, that that's pro- for like my take is for RPGs, but like, oh my god, a game can be like this where it's kind of almost more like a movie. But the problem is it's boring. And it's stressful. <laughs> I feel that, oh, I don't know. I feel the stress thing because one of my first... My, my oldest memories of that game was the initial Gnosis attack on the ship when you could not kill the Gnosis if you did get into a confrontation with them until you met Cosmos. Mm-hmm. So you had to do all kinds of these overworld maneuvers to like try and avoid them by like tricking them with a TV or, or doing this kind of stuff. And this was so close yeah. to like... That was cool. And then they immediately dropped all the fun stuff after that. Uh, to an extent, like that. So that it, that's it took a long time before you do anything. In, but like something on that level of where you had to like use environmental stuff to navigate there, and like where you had to like be more tactical, cognizant yeah. of like how you're running around. Yeah, and tactical with it. That doesn't really thing. After that, you just basically like I'm gonna run to the enemy. Maybe if you want. What's the game doesn't have a run option either. You have to buy escape things or like you get a ton of them but like you don't have them initially so when you run into gnosis um while you're in that still like in that part of the game where you're trying to like stay away from them you get into a battle it's just game over yep. yeah one hit you KO have to reload your save which is which was such a stupid I, I i get it but at the same time it's like just use a fucking checkpoint system then it, it they had checkpoint <laughs> systems on the ps1 it was brutal but it, it stuck with me because as a kid like I, I was not somebody who played horror games as a kid. So these are the things mm-hmm. that it was doing there were horror game tropes that I was unfamiliar with. Right. So playing that and yeah. then having that kind of mechanic and, and idea thrown at me is like, you got to run away from these things. And not only that, they run just ever so slightly quicker than you. So you just see them like millimeter by millimeter gaining on you. If you don't do something to kind of sever that, that chase with them. Mm. Um, later on the, I felt that the, the core combat opens up because you, you encounter that mech in the bottom bay of the, uh, not the Woglinde, the second ship that you end up where you meet Matt, Captain Matthews. Mechs are interesting. It's just that they also like the battle system's slow. It's one of those games that would benefit from a speed up option because it's like, it's not that the combat is hard. I find it really, it's really engaging it's just like watching the same animation yeah, over and over again. I get that. And when you want to use one of the eggs, you have to like plan. You're like, you're going to waste a turn. You can't like, you have to be tactical because you can't use items or heal or do anything. And yeah, that's why I don't ever use so eggs. Like, yeah. No one ever. I was told by everyone. They're like, don't use them. Basically it's a waste of your time. It's a, like a last resort. If someone's going to die and you can't heal them. Yeah. A lot of, t- but I do plan to finish that game at some point. Just not right now. It's like too stressful of a time in my life to just have a game that's like devoid of anything. I mean, you could always play Tales of the Abyss. <laughs> you could always just have uh, rhubarb in the room wailing over the silence so that you can feel a little less stressed. <laughs> no. uh, I don't know. There are definitely some good Is moments there... in that game where I think the silence contributes very well to to what it was trying I, to do i think i might enjoy that on my own it's just as a stream absolutely. game, i was just being so stressed out because there's no sound absolutely so as a and like 
yeah, I, I tried streaming it a long time ago, and I, I understand that kind of anxiety. Just it's so quiet mm. that you feel like you're giving the audience it's, not enough to, to chew on. It's just like, right. my God, I need to be talking right like, now. There's, there's nothing There's here. no music to like be going in the background. Yeah, people can't be like, oh, I really like this song or the music. It's just everyone's like, it's like dead silence plus dead silence. Like, nice. I, I really, Neat. I really like this hallway between bulkheads. It's such a good hallway with bulkheads. God, it took <laughs> her like two hours to walk from the beginning of the game to the fucking meeting. Every time people be like, "I left an hour ago, and you're still not at the meeting." I'm like, "Nope." No, sorry. We were talking to Alan in the hallway and having like a romantic moment, and now we're eating spaghetti. Uh, uh, Alan, Alan thought it was romantic at least. <laughs> but yeah, I'll. It's one of those times where, like, it's it's a shining example of remembering that video games were not originally ever meant to be shared as, like, a community thing at one time. It's, like, one of those games, like, oh, yeah, games were these games were never built with streaming in mind. And it definitely shows. Some games weren't, like, a lot of games were, of course, a lot of games were not meant to be like that, like, broadcast, stuff like that, but they work. And then some games, you can tell, were meant to be a one-on-one interaction with you in the game that was supposed to be a, like that like xenosaga is definitely a game that's supposed to be like you in the game and nothing else yeah i i, I do also think that there's something to the game's uh cutscene quota i thought it was great because like you said you know it, it it made video games into something more because it's like almost a movie mm. but on the other hand I was trying to get some friends into it back in those days, and one of the ways I tried doing that mm-hmm. of like of like being okay, all right. So you're not into JRPGs, but but look, the story is great. Here, Xenosaga the movie on YouTube, and then you know they watched it. I promise it. you, in 20 hours, you're going to know what happens. <laughs> you're going to get some inkling of what the story so, you know, is. They they watch this thing, and partway through, they're just like, "So when do you play the game?" And I was like. That's a great question. When do you what? When do you play the game? Because the cutscenes go so yeah, no, uniformly no, no. Like, together. When do you do what? Yeah, it's just like there's you, you 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 can cut out all the gameplay and it doesn't it doesn't interrupt the story really at all. Really hurt anything? No, it feels like they had a mo- like an anime that they like a three D anime that is chopped up and added gameplay to. Yeah, at least the gameplay they did add is engaging, but there's no, you know, mm. there's the little problems like the the lack of music in certain sections or. Um, some of the cutscenes are maybe not the best pace it, um, with their placement, mm-hmm. but I still really like it. Um, two has some interesting ideas it brings to the table. So when people say that one's not good, I disagree. Um, it just, there's a certain section of that game that comes up and it just sort of lasts like the rest of the game and a lot of people didn't like that Mm -hmm. um, because it was just jarringly like and now we're over here and I hope you didn't like that other part of the game because that's gone now fun yeah that's pretty much all for me do you guys have anything else before we get to questions I don't want to cut anyone out but oh um I actually played the steam deck the other night Ooh. oh how is that my friend just got his it's it's very interesting the fact that I was able to play Total Wars Three Kingdoms on a little handheld device with no actual computer like keyboards on it was very interesting. Granted, I had to remap every single fucking button on that yeah. damn thing <laughs> to make it work, but I was able to do it. The thing, the one thing that I'm kind of worried about that this particular machine though, as of right now, because um. I'm very afraid that it's it's going to be like the Switch, where mm-hmm. 
you play very intensive games, that that fan is going to kick on like a motherfucker. And it was noticeable. Yeah. It was very, very noticeable in three in Total Wars. I feel I like that's know... one of those hardwares that's going to have to be like a new version of it every couple of years. I don't know how it's going to handle other games. Like I've only played Total War, and then my, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, Mujiki only played Persona on it, and he said that Persona wasn't taxing the machine, but like Total War was. But we haven't found any other games that really tax that machine yet. But I'm pretty sure new releases for it mm-hmm. will probably will. I'm pretty sure. Oh, once mine gets in at like the end of the year, because at this point it's probably gonna look like that. I'm gonna try do a test run with it with Death Stranding and see what happens. Because I'm pretty sure <laughs> as soon as I play Death Stranding, uh, that fan is gonna fucking kick on. <laughs> You're gonna be uh, emulating what it's like to play on a Game Gear. You're gonna have to like yeah. go find a pl- wall plug and plug it. In. <laughs> yeah. It dies within like an hour. <laughs> So it's it's interesting. It it feels like a very large ass fucking switch. The screen is actually really good. And if I were to play Total War Three Kingdom on it, I think I'd I'd find a really good time with it. Granted, uh, trying to find a a a scroll in because that thing uses all, all everything on the mouse and on the keyboard. So it even does the the zoom in on the keyboard. I had to make an alt button for that just just to have that granted there is a lot of buttons on the damn machine to kind of be able to map certain things like that but it's just it's just uh annoying nonetheless <laughs> but all, all in all i had a fairly good hands-on experience for like a good hour or so with it and um i don't know if Steam is going to kill that project. They better not because it's only with, what, like six months and it's mm-hmm. since it started coming out now. But it, it looks fairly good as of right now from certain things. And apparently they do do incremental changes because there are people that got it day one and then got like another one six months later and they've noticed certain changes. So, but... I just wanted to touch on that before mm. before anything else. Yeah, keep us updated because I really want to get one of those at some point. But yeah, once they're get... more available and I have money. Once once I get mine, I think I'll be able to do a full-blown talk about it. Because I want to see what other games are able to play about that. Like If I'm able to play like Hoonie Pop or some bullshit like that, I don't think it'll tax the damn machine. But it'll be very interesting to be able to play games like that. Not Hoonie Pop in general, but just, you know, smaller games and be able to test that out with the other bigger AAA games or other Steam-loving games. That that also will give me a, a good uh, thing to get into Steam games again because I haven't been able to play other games because of that. Because I, I don't play on PC anymore, so... Mm-hmm. Look at me, I'll be a PC gamer yet. Look at you. Welcome, Look at me. Welcome to the family. Welcome to family, son. Yeah, you could definitely tax that thing with that game. <laughs> <laughs> Should we head on to questions real quick? Yes. Sure. We have we have a few. One of them it's super fucking long if we would have, I have to do that. I have one from my chat right. as well. Um, all right. Oh, is, is it from Kaxari? 
Yeah. Um, so Pangolin has one directed for Kyo. Um, yes. Have you ever heard of or played Altered Beast? Oh my gosh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know if they're joking or not, but they know I if they if they know I've been around on any Friday, everyone knows I fucking hate Altered Beast. <laughs> shut up. What's the problem with Altered Beast? What's wrong with it? It's garbage. It's a terrible fucking game. The best part of the game is where they go, rise from your grave, and then it's downhill from there. <laughs> right. Let's see. Okay, let me get in mine. I think I need to hurry up so a girlfriend can go to bed. Yeah. I, like I said, we're, I'm recording from my bedroom tonight. Um, first question is from Baku. What is your opinion about Netflix getting games for TV? Neat. Cool. I don't care. Be interesting, but th- unless see they, they start... Uh, let, so this. It'll be kind of like how they did for what? What was it? Stadia. Yeah, I think it'll be like that. Where if not enough people are gonna go around with it, it's gonna die instantly. There has to be. Like, I'll tell you this catcher. much: if there is a game on Netflix, I don't know about it yet. Because <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't play games on Netflix because it's not my thing. But if it works for kids, sure. It'll be some bullshit like fucking like Black Mirror or some crap like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think those, or like even, I think point and click, like like FMV games would be probably great for that setup. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it would. It would. Hmm. Um, second question from Baku. If the PS2 Mini would be possible, what 20 games would be worth it for the PS2 Mini? 20 games is too hard to pick out for right now. What's everyone's top three that would need to be on a PlayStation Mini? Um... I'm just going to say Haunting uh, Ground, Final Fantasy X, yeah. and Raw Danger. Top three, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, you already took my Final Fantasy would be in there. No, I mean, you can still but do it. Final Fantasy X would be probably one of the ones in there. Um, just to tax uh, Timber, Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy twelve, so we can go fight Carrot. <laughs> and... Can't remember what about you. Oh, sorry. Uh, the Friends official PS2 game. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have, unopened. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Tamara, what are your top three that would need to be on a PS2 Mini? Uh, I'm trying to think about which ones I spent the most time on. Final Fantasy X. I feel like you're going to... Kingdom Hearts 2. Eternal Ring. <laughs> <laughs> Eternal Ring. Honestly... Honestly, yeah, I had a lot of PS2 games, but when I look back on it, I don't know, it'd be either that or, like, maybe Jack 3. I like the Jack like, series. One of, them would be Gran Tur- one of them would also be Gran Turismo 3, because it's yeah. probably, it's the, the game that put that series on the map. Um, yeah. It would either be Ace, was Jack... Was it A-Spec, or...? Yeah, it's A-Spec. It would be either Jack or Daxter and or Ratchet and Clank, one of the, one of the first ones there. Um, there's just... There's, like, I I would like to go back to this eventually and do a full list because I think the PS2 yeah, out of all out of all the consoles is something that that all three of us has done. I would like to go back to this, but if I had to pull three, yeah, it would be probably Metal Gear Solid Three, Final Fantasy X, and then probably Gran Turismo Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Metal Gear Solid Three. I just don't know if I'd want to play it portably. I feel like it wouldn't do it justice. 
which no, you talked about. Like I, play, mini- I play portably all the time. I play it on the Vita. Also, this is a mini console, not a handheld. Oh, I see. Okay. What's the? I played it portably for like my maj- majority of my time. I was in study abroad. <laughs> yeah, same. That's how I beat the game. Was in on my Vita. Yep. Is that just like Pac-Man, right, Peace, Peace Walker, or something? Huh? Uh, it was two and three on Vita, yeah. and then two, three, and Peace Walker oh, on console. Okay. Because Peace Walker was already downloadable for PSP. Yeah. All right. Um, next question from Miles: What video game trope describes you nuts that you'd like to see disappear from JRPGs or any genre for that matter? Um. For me, oh, I just I had it in my head, and it's. Uh, can I go? Um, I already have mine. Yeah, go for it. It's undistinguishable location markers for certain mm. areas. I've talked about this with my time with Final Fantasy fourteen, but there are certain JRPG games or games in general that gives you a an area that is just ambiguous. Like you have to find a certain item in this rounded twenty meter area. Just give me the fucking exact location. I don't have time for this. Mm. Oh, I remembered mine. Um, this is just in every RPG that does this. Uh, cutscenes where you slowly you're forced to walk while mm-hmm. they talk to you. Oh. <laughs> Anything because like the, the Gears of War control. This is Delta cutscenes. Yeah. That shit where they're just slowly doing it and like, but like in anything where they just force you to to walk for no reason. They've been getting better about it. I think they recognized it was a bad trope. No, they have not. Nope, it, it's still a problem in every game. Huh. It's still I still hate that shit. Um, for me, it would probably just because i've seen it done with better systems or with mods that have basically removed this problem um level based um area boundaries where it's like hey this Mm. enemy is hard because it is x level and you are five levels below it therefore it is just going to be a pain in the ass until you grind it on things or until you just come back when you're older kind of thing um rather than having it I like well, that don't, Xenoblade. Don't, don't play final fantasy 2 then because they don't final fantasy in general like that but i no well final, final fantasy 2 is fucking horrible with that because they don't tell you that they they'll they'll you go out and wander if you go too far you're the enemies are like level 18 and you're like level 2 <laughs> They they give no fucking warning uh, that this is a high high level area. It's just that you wander, and it's not even far from the initial map in Final Fantasy Two. It's like maybe a two two minute walk north, and then you find it in like immediately in a hard area without any fucking warning. Xenoblade does a good thing about it because you can see their levels and you can also see what they react to. So it becomes a game of how the fuck do I get around them without being stuck or like you know without getting killed. And it yeah, becomes like, a fun way to do around. It's, it's that's also a game too, where it's you are in the beginning of the world, and you have like three, like you'll have like ten level ten rabbits, and then they're surrounding a level ninety nine rabbit king, and you you can kill all the smaller rabbits, but you have to make sure not to target the king because he will murder you. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't necessarily. I don't know. I don't mind the levels, but. I hate it when I encounter something that I've just royally... Like, let's say it's like the world killer dragon, right? 
and you're level mm-hmm. 50, but you were meant to fight this world killer dragon at level 15. So you just fucking one shot it. And it's like, well, that that thing looks like it should be difficult. And I, I feel like no matter where you are in your leveling journey, if something sounds like a hard creature to fight, it should require some kind of tactics or approach that that begets your encounter with it, regardless if you're over-leveled or under-leveled for it. It should be able to be dealt with in a similar way. And similarly, a drowner that's level 15 shouldn't take a brick wall's worth of sword slashes to kill just because it's several levels higher than you. Like, they should still be fragile because they're they're squishy little things. So, like, I want the levels and the difficulty of those encounters to match the kind of enemy I'm encountering. Um, if there is going to be a level system, that it should somehow account for that. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. I need yeah. to start wrapping up. Yeah. So, where can we find y'all? Uh, you can Let's find me you. Monday through. Oh. Let's start with you. <laughs> you can. <Joe. laughs> uh, my name is Kyo or Cody Hunter. You can find me uh, Monday through Friday on twitch.tv slash Cody Hunter at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, where I play retro games, primarily JRPGs, Jank, and Sega games. And you can also see my um, Borzoi puppy named Rhubarbara, who hangs out, will be there more often in the background, being a noodle and also destroying everything I own and love. Um, additionally, you can find me on TikTok uh, at Cody Hunter. I have an Instagram as well, Cody Hunter, but I'm primarily update my dog's Instagram, which is, Rub- is Rhubarb Borzoi. R H U B A R B B O R Z O I. I update that daily with like one to three pictures and videos. Um, and you can see this little noodle become a big old lasagna, hopefully within about a year. Um, in addition to that, you can find me on Twitter and everything. Cody Hunter is where you can find me there. What about you, Tim- Timber? You can find me on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Timber Taft, where I post videos, uh, video essays, currently working on one about Xenoclash, but until then, it is still the one about Deltarune. You can also find me on twitch.tv slash TimberTaft, where I stream Wednesdays and Thursdays at uh, uh, various times, usually 7 p.m., but right now it's drifted more towards, like, 9 p.m., um, and then one other day that just kind of floats this week, it's going to be Saturday at 10 a.m., uh, because I try, I've been trying to do more of, like, morning times on the weekends um so 10 a.m eastern time on saturday or sunday and on the weekdays it tends to be either 7 p.m or 9 p.m then there's my twitter twitter.com how about you ken you can find me on my japanese music based podcast called ongaku do you where we talk about the lovely top hits of the japanese music industry you can find it on all podcast streaming services by looking up Ongakudu, you can find it on Twitter and Instagram at Ongakudu. You can talk, look up the website where I talk about the lovely new hits of the Japanese music industry at Ongakudu.com. We just released two pieces, two big pieces of content. We had an interview with the lovely idol group Cho Tokumeki Senbu, and I had a lovely chance to do a a virtual event with the lovely cosplayer Hikari, or singing cosplayer Hikari, when she went across the pond to Japan Expo in France. 
So be on the lookout and be sure to read that because I had a lot of fun. The the Japan Expo one was literally my life and work right there on the page. So be sure to ridicule me when something is misspelled. So, <laughs> but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at OTYKin1 where I talk about Bang, Dream, Ainaibo, Roboko, Herobo. And the wonderful things that my daughter does, along with Joshi Pro Wrestling. No, she doesn't do that. Well, not yet, anyway. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> got, big, got big plans for you, honey. You're going to be a star. Plan. You're going to be a star. I'm going to have you at, at, at 10 years old facing a grown-ass man. <laughs> Which they have done. <laughs> I'm not surprised. But yeah, you can follow it at OTYKim1 on Twitter. Yeah, I want to say thank you for listening to this lovely, lovely episode of The Potosaurus here. I'm your host, Kim, saying thank you very much, and have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 God, Timber sucks.